Alright, let's see what's going on with Dresden in the town of Eclipse. Uh, meanwhile, Dresden, you were going to go up to the upper crater, right? Correct. Okay. And I would say, you know, in the night, this town is kind of rowdy. And so you pass by a couple of, like, less than reputable establishments. Um, although in this town, they're very reputable. Things like brothels and weird nightlife, um, you know, uh, kind of like gambling establishments and that sort of stuff. And you do reach the point where the city starts to climb in elevation just a bit. Um, and you can see that the homes are getting a bit nicer and uh, a little more well-kept. And you come up to the top of this uh, plateau. And it gets flat again when you reach the top of the hill. Um, and you're kind of looking around and you see that there uh, are, you know, a bunch of these nice homes, a couple of palm trees. Um, and the cart path seems more well-worn here. Um, as if the people up here maybe actually have carts or, you know, ride in carts instead of just walking everywhere. Um, and then sure enough, off to one side, you see, even in the dying light, uh, you know, we're, we're past dusk at this point. Um, you can see uh, slightly lit from lanterns around it. You see a big boxy looking uh, shrine that stands up higher than the homes around it. Okay. So what do you do? I'm going to walk up to what I... Can, can I see there's like an entrance? That thing that looks like an entrance at least? Uh, yeah. Give me a quick investigation. So you can just see what the deal is here. A ten. Um, yeah, you see a entrance. Like there's sort of a fenced area around the shrine. And you see the gate that would normally let you in is locked. Hmm. Can I like hop the fence? Uh, give me an athletics check. Oh, no. No, no. That would be a critical fail. Uh, so this fence is, like, eight feet tall, and you try to, like, climb up over it and somehow manage to not only not get your legs up and over, but you end up, like, hooking the back of your own um, clothes on the on the fence, and you're just, like, hanging there now. Uh. Uh, so that's what's going on. So what do you do now? Oh, God. Can I, like, try to, like, take off, like, is my shirt hooked? <laughs> or, like, is, like, my cape? Uh, like, so, can smoke? you describe your garb to me real quick? Like, what's your ensemble look like? I feel like you're kind of in dark stuff now that you're Dresden, but yeah. I don't really remember what you wear. I feel like I'm picturing, like, um, Blackbeard from Our Flag Means Death, kind of. Okay, Yeah. Like, kind of like biker meets medieval armor kind of deal? Yeah, that's that's probably... Maybe without the tight leather pants? You know, I don't think I have those. But yeah, so, like, dark, definitely dark. Like, there's, like, some padding for, like, a little bit of protection, like, leather padding, but um, mm -hmm. rather loose, and I, I don't think I have, like... I don't think I have a cape, but I might have a cape, like, like a little, like, cape. Like, like a traveling hood yeah, kind of thing? yeah. Yeah, so I think that's what's stuck. Okay, can I see if I can like take my like like traveling cloak off? Can, can I get it off? Uh, yeah, make a slight of let's do a slight of hand check to see how well you can like kind of unfasten things. Fifteen. Oh man, I was really rooting for another crit fail, so you'd end up just <laughs> naked running around the city. Um, no, but you do it. Yeah, you you manage to like struggle with this thing as as your your. Like, tassels around your hood are kind of, like, jo joking you. Um, 
and you like manage to get it untied, and then you drop to your knees and catch your breath for a second, and then you stand up and uh, yeah, you're able to unhook your your cloak, and you see that it's not badly ripped, but like the back of the scruff of the neck is like stretched out now. Can I get it off of the fence, or is it or is it stuck? Yeah, yeah, you got it off. Okay, um, I'm gonna start like curse myself like motherfucking fence, god damn it, um. All right, but I see the entrance now, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go up and just see if, it, if, if it's open. I'll just jiggle the handle. Okay. Um, yeah, the, there's like a chain and a lock on the gate. Oh, so you, okay. you still, yeah, you still, you're still on the wrong side of the fence, but you, uh, oh, okay. it's not like a complicated lock. Like it doesn't look like they're necessarily keeping it locked up. Um, you know, like an art museum or something. It's right. just, obviously it's after hours for visiting and praying. Can I see if I can like, break the lock or if I can pick it if it's not too complicated uh yeah you can do that um yeah which whichever one you want to do do you want to pick or break let's try picking it all right give me a sleight of hand check 16 yeah you with a couple of attempts um and, and I guess you know whatever tool you decide to pull out of your pack uh are you manage to turn the turn the lock key uh keyhole and it, it snaps open it's a pretty like old archaic big tumbler kind of lock um and you quietly slide the chain off and uh the gate swings quietly open and as you walk through you can see that there there are just a set of like concentric uh concrete or stone steps that lead up to this square tower uh inside of which are a series of statues um and they all face out away from the tower and um there's not really any um language written anywhere on any of this stuff it's just like specific uh, uh your your assumption is it's specific like gods um that are a part of whatever the local religion is do i see anyone else in the shrine uh no you don't okay and i'm just gonna make my way further into the shrine see if i can there's like a room or something that might because what's his face because uh <laughs> Mo Lester uh, told me that there was like valuables in here so I'm going to see if there's like I walk through the shrine and see if there's like little rooms off to the side that I can you know see what's in there yeah um, give me an investigation a 13 and can you make me a stealth check please too a 19 nice um, so with your stroll uh, further into this this shrine you you do find that there is a section where between a couple of the statues and, and it it's a couple spots around this the outside of the shrine where you can actually go down into the the kind of like i guess the underground pyramid essentially that's formed by these steps that go around okay. and uh, it has just simple straight hallways and there's a couple of heavy doors that lead into chambers down there um all of which appear to be locked by some kind of mechanism that you can't figure out. Uh, you don't see a lock, but there's clearly a door there. There's no handle, there's no lock, and you can't get any of them to budge. You kind of, like, push on a couple of them, pull on them, um, you know, really look around them, and you just can't find a way to open them. And as you as you push on the final door, there's four of them, one under each corner of this uh, statue up above. Mm -hmm. um, you, you hear the light footfalls of footsteps coming down the stairs on the far side of the shrine from where you're standing. Oh, 
What do you do? Uh, is there anywhere for me to hide? Anything for me to hide behind? Not down in the basement. <laughs> it's just like straight hallways. Uh, uh, and you can actually see a little bit of light bobbing down the stairs toward you now. What do you do? And you've got you've got exits in other directions. That's So it's okay. sort of like there's four entrances into the bottom of this thing. Um, oh, and they okay. form like a cross pattern uh, with one intersection in the middle of the hallway. Okay. I'm going to dash up the opposite stair that the person that the lights I see the light coming from. Awesome. Um, let's get a, uh, let's do an athletics check. Let's see how well you get out of there. 17. Much more athletic this time. You take the stairs three at a time on the other side and you quickly rise up out of this shrine and you're back outside in the, in the air and you can see, down behind you inside the passages now there's definitely lamplight as if someone is checking things out um and you can see that the gate where you entered and you had like kind of uh pulled it closed behind you it's it's hanging open again okay can i like just slide past the gate and just like walk um out of the shrine area right yeah give me a stealth check oh god a nine uh, that's not bad, actually, uh, for this situation. So this, whoever this guard is, or whatever it is that's down there looking around, um, they they are downstairs, so they don't hear you as you as you come down the stairs of this shrine and you head toward the gate and you quietly slide out through it, leaving it open behind you just uh, because it was open from that person, and you slide into the shadows of the surrounding buildings and kind of vanish from sight. Yeah. Um, where are you headed from there? I guess. I'll probably try and make my way back to, back to the back to the pub, back to the cactus spike. Okay. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully and, uh, I can I can link up with Rasputin. Yeah, you walk back down from the upper crater, and you're kind of just minding your own business. And again, the town is getting pretty rowdy. Um, at one point, a uh, an aggressive drunk comes out of. Uh, a tavern or brothel or something on the side of the street as you're walking by and he gets right in your face and says, I don't like your look, boy. Where'd you come from? And he t- he, he tries to take a swing at you with his fist. Okay. Uh, can I dodge it? Or attempt to dodge it? Uh, no, you can't, but we'll check your, uh, we'll check your uh, armor class here. Okay. His punch is a uh, 11. Uh, my armor class is a uh, 14. Okay, so he misses. You dodge the first punch. I kind of want like, to like, grab like his back and like throw him to the ground. Uh, yes, that would be like a grapple. Um, so we would do, I think, a strength contest in that case. Okay. Um, so you just roll a, um, like a strength or athletics check. Okay, let's try strength. A 19. Ah, uh, he had a 17. Nice. So you, uh, after he punches at you and misses, he kind of like leans into you and you just like do a judo, uh, judo, yeah, judo move on him and like kind of flip him over yeah. and slam him onto the ground on his back. Yeah. Um, and he just like lays there <laughs> like, like limp. You didn't kill him, but he's like, <laughs> you, you can tell he's just like down for the count. And then. Um, as you walk away from him, you start hearing snoring sounds, and he's just, like, sleeping on the street. Uh, <laughs> should, should have cut his arm off with a lightsaber. Yeah, should have hurled him through hell. Yeah. 
Um, awesome. And so you, after that, there's no more incidents, and you head back toward the Cactus Spike Pub. And as you're approaching the pub, actually, both of you give me a perception check. Rasputin and Drez. 18. 15. Oh, I beat ah, so uh, this, for the first time on perception tonight, um, Dresden, you actually spot Rasputin before he spots you. Um, you see him flying down a street from the north of the pub toward the pub. Um, and you see him as he uh, comes into view around the corner of a building. Um, what do you do? I like, hold like my my arm up to signal to him to like come fly out. On my, I come to my shoulder, basically. Yeah, and uh, you see that, uh, Rasputin. Oh, look. Uh, uh, there's Drez there. Um, h- how do you want to do this, Zoe? Do you want to just appear, or you want to... How about let's sneak up on him? He'll be really... Uh, say, like, boo, or something like that. He'll be really, really surprised. Um, I feel like I know him well enough to know that that may not be in my best interest. <laughs> so... I'm just going to kind of walk up and say hi, or maybe uh, maybe it's better coming from you if you want to just let him know that you found me, and uh, I will then come up and say hi. All right, how about this? You how about this? How about this? Uh, sure, sure. You have to say, instead of hi, just say, hello there. Uh, okay. D- just that. How is that. that? That sounds better. It already yeah, sounds no, I got, yep, got it. Got it. Wonderful. Okay. I'm I'm going to go, but, you know. All right, yes, I'll, I'll hang here for a moment. And she kind of, like, stays in the shadows off to the side there. Um, Drez, uh, I got some good news, I got some bad news. Okay, well, you know, the let me tell you, the, the, the shrine is going to, you know, be, be complicated. If we have to actually break into that thing and do this heist, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. I mean, we can do it, but it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. But, I mean, do we have to right. do the the heist anymore we just kind of created that out of thin air right well i'm just saying if 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 we you know end up having to go through with this you know i hopefully we don't have to but you had good news and bad news give me the good news first no no the bad news no uh, the good news well the good, the good news, news is i i think i found something that can help us oh great you could use help what's the bad news uh mo is dead what? I, I know. Had, I, I know. You had I... one, one job, Rasputin. You had one job. Follow Mo. Did you kill him? I told you. I, I didn't. I brother. wish I, Drez. I wish I could tell you I killed him. Believe me. I want to tell you right well, now. Well, Believe me. He, okay. On my mother's life, I wish I could tell you that, this, but I can't. This better be a good answer because I have to answer to Madara, and that's the, the name was on my list. I. Okay, go well, ahead. Well, take a few steps forward, and you'll see what I think is good news for you. Um, better not... Yeah, so you, are you going to do that, Dresden? Better not be a trick or anything. I'm a little pissed at Rasputin. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I, I will take three steps forward. And I'll say, okay. Uh, and as you do, you can see a... Uh, the sh- the cloaked figure from in the bar earlier with their hood up standing uh, under a street lamp uh, just around the corner. Uh, you know, maybe 15 feet from you. And dangling around their neck and glinting in this the light of this street lamp 
you see a necklace. And it's a necklace that you've seen before. Twice. Can you make me a history check with advantage, please? A 12. So with a 12, you don't remember where you originally saw it, but you remember where you most recently saw it, which was in the horn, when a figure took a kill from you at the party. Yeah. And slowly, the figure bows their head forward and lifts their hood back and looks up into the light and says, Hi there. And it's Zoe Moranix standing in front of you. Oh my god. Oh wait, sorry, um, hello there. Much better, You, I asked you to do one no, thing, Zoe. Oh god, I messed, oh my god, I messed it up, I'm sorry. Well, hold on. I don't know why he wanted me, Dresden, did, is there, like, something to that? No, he's, he's, you know, we're, it's still up in the air whether we want him to keep talking or not, but what, hold on, back up. What is... What is going on here? Why are you here? Why were you in the horn? I have well, so many questions. Uh, yep. I think we have quite a bit to talk about, but I really need to wash all of this blood off my hands. So maybe we can go inside and grab a drink. I go, uh, Dresden, she, uh, that Zoe's the one who killed Mo, whispering in his ear. But I whisper it a little bit loud to be whispering in his ear. Like, I don't know how to whisper. <laughs> and Zoe Zoe says, yep, he's right. It was me. All right. Let's, let's get this over with. She heads into the pub. Let's take a trip back to the hearth and see what Mayscore's been doing. Mayscore's very perplexed, and he goes, Hey, you have to prove it to me. Prove that you're my sister. Don't tell me something that only my sister would know. When we were little, you couldn't really use your breath. And then you just made the tiniest of snowflakes. Do you remember your first dragon breath? I do. I do. Very vividly, of course. Dad was so happy because you were the true Isirian. Um, and then I stare at at her, and then I Macecore quickly takes her in for a hug. Uh, real quick, when you're like looking at her, can you describe her, Keegan? What's her look? Uh so she is probably, well, she's standing a little ways away from you still, and is, you're guessing, close to your height, maybe a few inches shorter, um, fairly slender at this point, because she's been living up here in high altitude and just kind of on her own, so really just living off what the land provides for her, and she has kind of one of those um like the wide brimmed straw hats that field workers wear sometimes and she's wearing a somewhat a thinner kind of worn i guess a cloak would kind of be what you would call it or like almost monk attire 
So kind of flowy, kind of baggy. Vaguely religious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, and she is a uh, faded gold color her, to her scales. there. So you almost could think she's silver if she was like a little dusty or something from the desert, which she usually is. But she is more of a uh, golden hue. So I guess uh, looks very similar to the person that you last saw when you were, guys were like, what, 10 or 11? But definitely older and more worn and i think she's like physically trained herself over the years too so she's like wiry yep like a cross-country runner yeah uh so he goes for the hug what do you do yara i I think she she puts out i think one arm to kind of try and stop him because she hasn't been around that many people recently uh oh yeah i i i guess it's kind of soon uh i'm sorry i didn't i just got so overwhelmed you know uh, yara i mean uh, how are you are you the hoimit that knows where the dragons are Ugh, i don't like that people call me a hermit but i guess i am kind of one dragons I may know something. What's it gonna take? Well, what are you doing here? I haven't seen you for... I don't even know how many years now. You... You ran away when we needed you. Well, I guess we're starting it now, because I don't remember the events of that night the same as you do. I was running for my life, you know? Look, I, I think... You know, we'll have more time to talk about the past, but um, should I, like, fill her in on all the details so far, or should I just... Mm. I I think Yara will just be like, wait, here, come, come with me, let's have something to eat and drink, and we can talk about it. And then I think she leads you to her shelter which i'm picturing as kind of a little hut but Mm -hmm. it might be a cave i don't know i don't think i specified so that's your your call yeah so she's got a a small hut that she's built with like she's obviously gone down the mountain some to where there's a little more foliage and stuff and brought it up so she starts leading you up another pathway that you hadn't noticed before from this I think we were at the pond, right? We were yeah. we were at like a pond. So she takes you up this pathway that you hadn't seen and you wind up for a couple of minutes and then you come to this little uh, semi-thatch, semi-wooden, semi-rock hut. It's just kind of made out of a, a bunch of different materials, a little one-room space. Uh, and she invites you in. Well, thank you, Yara. I mean, uh, question, why, why didn't you just go back to town? I mean, we're, we're not that far away. Are you are you living out here full time? I... It's a long story. But after the night that our town was burned, I 
well, you saw I was captured in the village. Are you okay? What happened after that? Well, they sold me. And I became a, a servant to a warlord in the Sudradel deserts for a lot of years. I kind of lost track of time, but I still kept my spirit up as much as I could. And when I had the chance, I escaped with the help of some of the people that I friended in the village. Well, I mean, it looks like you've made a life of yourself here. So, wait... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much to catch up on, but, like, why are you staying out in a tent out here when town is not that far away? Do you need money? It, I, no. I, it just felt, it felt better to be out here. I mean, after, so, I, after I escaped, I found some other tribes in the desert, and they taught me how to be one with nature and that brought me comfort and a type of peace that I hadn't had for a very long time so I found this place I mean look look around you there's nothing more peaceful there aren't people around who can hurt me and I did I didn't know where you were I didn't know that you were alive well same. I mean, I didn't know you. I thought everyone was dead. I mean, what they did to mom and dad was terrible. But, you know, look, if you want to live in this tent, that's that's your call. But, you know, the suburbs and have, have changed since. <laughs> yeah, everything has changed since uh, we were young. So if you want. I'm yeah. sure it has. Um, she says and just like kind of looks off. Uh, sister, I mean, I want you to be part of this. I, I, I want time with you that I, I, I did, I missed. Pa- part of what and how did you come up here? How does it happen that you are the one to come up here? Well, good and old. What, what have you been doing? Oh, I, you, did you hear about our escapades with the tournament? Who's? I oh haven't seen people God. in years. You have been missing out. I was part of the tournament. I was part of the tournament. Yara, remember we talked about that as kids? We went to go see it with Dad once. In, in the hearth. Yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. One of my friends, he flipped over and almost he almost died, honestly. Uh, we all almost died a little bit, but... Um, that's why, uh, do you know who the current leader is in the hearth? Last I checked, it was that Drax man. Well, he's still around, but, uh, it's, it's, we finally have a queen. Well, I guess that's good, because that guy was crazy. Oh, yeah, uh, and, and a slight, and a moidor, but, you know, that's beside the point, because he's on our side now. Um, you know, uh, the reason I'm here, Yara, and we're talking right now is because, long story short, there's a very, very evil, powerful man trying to take over the world, and 
we need all the help we can get because he's amassing his army um, at a very specific spot in the north and we need all the manpower we can get so if, if you know that there are our ancestral dragons are out here I need to go talk to them ASAP or else we won't win she's just kind of staring at you uh jordan would she have felt uh Birio at all with like the the monk like disturbances or anything mm, i don't know do you have any actual powers just so that we're using some game uh mechanics like do you have anything that you think would would cause that i don't know that you do but you could give me a uh maybe like a Maybe a nature check. An 18. Um, I think that the only thing that Yara would have noticed is that the temperature has been slowly dropping mm. over the last few months. And she's been up in these mountains for long enough to know that Sudrodel's location on this planet seems to be in a place that they don't really get seasonal change too much. Um, so she's not used to that, even up in these mountains where it is much cooler than it is down in the desert. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been getting colder, uh, over the last few months. So Yara, I mean, do, is the rumor true? I mean, regardless, I think this is still a great happening, but is the rumor true? Are there really ancestral dragons out here? Uh, yes, they they are true, but I am the only one who has mm, interacted and witn witnessed them in many years. And how can I trust you and what you want to do with them? Well, I mean... I, I, they have to agree, right? <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they're very intelligent creatures. I, I've faced several dragons already that, that are not dragonborn, that are, you know, the OG dragons. But, um, you know, I know you, we can't convince them. Uh, we can't make them do something, but we can convince them. Um, and that's what I need your help getting an audience with at least one of the, the, the dragons. So I can tell them, I can tell them what the, we need to do and why their help is so needed. Uh, can she do like a check on him to make sure that he has good intentions? Uh, yeah, make an insight check for me. Yeah, she hasn't seen him for a long time, and he left her <laughs> the last time, even though they were little. Uh, fourteen. Your gut tells you that everything he's telling you is the truth, as as much as he knows it. Okay. It is more of a climb to get to them. Well, I'm, 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 you remember me. I'm always good for a good climb. Yes. I can take you to them. And I know where they are. And I know that they have not interacted, from what I can tell, with anyone. And I don't know if... They are friendly or not. I just kind of watch over them and I guess I feel f close to what our family used to be almost because of them. 
and the stories that, you know, mom and dad would tell us. And it reminded me of home. So I can take you to them, but... Yeah, I I know you can't do the, the work for me, but getting there is probably half of the battle, you know? That'd be very greatly appreciated. Yes. Well, I mean, the, I, I, these dragons might be our past, but Yara, I mean, we got time to, to talk about our, our adulthood. I'm sure it was very hard for you, and I'm sorry. Yes, it seems like you got a little bit of a better life, which is good for you. Your life ain't over yet. No, not yet. Let's... So, but as we start talking, which way... What, where, which way do we gotta go for the dragons? And what is there anything I should know? Not that I can really tell you. I haven't communicated with them, but they are up here. So I can show you the way. And maybe we can do this together. This is the way. Hello everyone, it's Alex, your Flint Fireforge, with this week's mid-roll announcements. If you're enjoying our show, there are a few things you can do to support us. You can start by leaving us a review, a rating, or both, wherever you're listening to our podcast. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed by more good-looking listeners like yourself. Or, you can share our podcast the good old-fashioned way by word of mouth. Telling friends and family members about our show is one of the best ways to share our podcast. If you're really enjoying our show, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll, or find the link in the show notes. There, you'll find extra hours of content, including our side campaign in Vonralia, maps, cut content, bloopers, and more. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to all this awesome content. And a shout out to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. That's it for the announcements this week, so now let's get back to the episode. Now let's find out what Flint has been up to. So Flint, you don't know how much time has passed, but you feel yourself sort of groggily waking up, if that's a way that one can wake up as a grog. Yeah, I, um, I am grog. And... As your eyes open, your vision starts to clear. You are in a dimly lit chamber, but it is quite large. And the dim light is coming from hundreds and hundreds of candles that are in various candelabras set along the aisles and up the stairs because you are in the sort of bottom square pit of a sort of arena or cathedral space. And you are in a classic, uh, like cartoon zoo animal cage. Yeah. It's got like a, like a solid top and bottom with just bars. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that is where you find yourself. And you also find that all of your possessions have been taken from you. Um, so you don't have anything with you minus like your clothing. Um, 
They did they did leave you your dignity. Right. That's the only thing you Not have much left. more. Um and as you wake up uh and, and sort of get your bearings, could you uh go ahead and give me a perception check? Sure. We'll see what all you see in this room. A nineteen. Uh, you look around and see that there are people seated in these pews that seem to go up cascading terraces away from you into even dimmer lit far reaches of this chamber. Um, it's not like packed in. It's not like there's thousands of people in here, but there are many dozen and they're sitting in various locations in these pews. And you also notice that uh, disconcertingly, all of them are wearing masks. Oh, shit. What kind of masks? Uh, various, various kinds. You see some that look like animals. You see some that look like clowns. Uh, you see some that look like just a person's face, but clearly like, uh, you know, a caricature style. Um, and you see one that looks like someone cut the plastic face off of a CPR dummy. Um, I was going to ask if there were any Reagan or Nixons in there. <laughs> yeah, lots of former presidents, but it's it's James A. Arthur. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's some of the lesser known right. presidents. And so that's what you see. As you wake up, you start to hear some, like, murmuring in the crowd. And as the murmuring starts, you hear a loud voice next to you. It... Uh, it, there's sort of like a, a silence that falls over the room as this person starts to speak and they read out presenting the judge supreme this interloper was found trespassing in our midst all rise and everyone stands uh, I will also stand okay nice um, and as you stand you look around and out of a big set of thick, velvety curtains in the back, a character strides forward. And Josh, could you please describe how this character looks? Yes, uh, this character is dressed in a judge's robe. Um, he's got a, one of those old-fashioned white wigs on, and he has nice. a a Millard Fillmore uh, presidential face mask on, covering his face. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and the uh, the person who read out this uh, this charge, Flint is uh, unclear what race, but they are also in a robe, but a much less luxurious looking one than the judge, and they are standing off to the side of the stage. Um, and uh, Josh, what do you do? Um, judge Supreme walks in and says, "Please be seated." Everyone sits. I'm also going to just sit flat on my butt with my legs straight out. <laughs> uh, will the prisoner remain standing? Uh, I'm going to look around. <laughs> like, oh, he can't be talking about me. <laughs> you in the cage. Will you oh, please, yeah, no, remain, right. please remain standing? Oh, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll stand back up. Um, could... Josh, could you make a history check with advantage, please? That's going to be, ooh, a, a, a 20. Ooh, nice. A not natural 20. Yep. Um, 
So with a not natural 20, I'm going to say that your character recognizes Flint. Uh, but it sort of just dawned on you as you got out there, because you don't uh, you don't deal with sort of like day to day operations, and and you only come in as like the heavy hitter at these final moments. So, right. Uh, yeah, you didn't know who this was till just now. Okay. What do you do? Great. Okay. Great. Prisoner, do you know why you are here before me? Uh, don't you speak know? until I ask you to speak, prisoner. You may now speak. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm here because I think somebody drugged me and put me in this cage. That is a bold-faced lie. Don't lie, prisoner. We don't use I think that's what drugs happened, though. around here. Oh. Uh, I'm... Let, can, may I... If it pleases the... the the your highness uh can i amend my statement i'll allow it i'm here because somebody put me here in this cage hmm okay what are you doing in our kingdom here uh i was Looking. Looking for what? Uh, I I don't really know. I was just I'm honestly I was just kind of looking at the people for a minute. I just I hadn't really gotten a chance to look around all that. You know, it, okay. I started out in the woods, okay, and there were these. There was a tripwire. I saw that. Enough, I, prisoner. You hear you hear some like murmuring in the crowd, and uh, one person from the back calls out. Skip to the part that gets good. <laughs> it's all about context. I don't understand. Okay. All um, right, prisoner. The judge yeah, so, has m- made his ruling. Wow, that seems fast. The judge works in mysterious ways. The judge has made his ruling. All stand. Stand up, prisoner. Uh, I'm also. I, I never sat down. <laughs> the judge. Sentences the prisoner to 100 hours of dancing. I rabble, rabble, rabble. There's like, there's like an outburst of rabble in the crowd. Oh. 100 hours of dancing. Is that served? And you can't steal anything shiny, Flint. Uh... Uh, Flint, make me a history check. I rolled a 15. Yup. And with that, Flint, you were sort of feeling dazed and this setting is like super messing with your psyche. Oh God. But as this like, as you're sort of reaching this point and you hear your own name, which you have not given to anyone here, come out of this guy's mouth, suddenly you recognize... Your childhood friend, Stony Millbrook. Shut the fuck up! No! <laughs> Is it? So, I, I think I'll say... St- Stony, is that you? Take off this I stupid will, wig! I'll take off the mask and the wig and go, What's up, Flint? <laughs> no, put, oh, did you put this together? 
together? What the hell is happening? Yeah, here? you know. Oh, come on, I'm man. Gonna, I'm going to get up yourself. to the bars and, like, you my were... cheeks are on the bars and I'm, like, smiling, you know? It's, uh... And uh, the whole crowd is, like, erupts in, in cheers. Hey! Whoa! It's like, uh, yeah! All right! Yeah! All we right. got him! Ha <laughs> Pranked <laughs> you good! Ah, hang on my face! Can somebody uh, take care of those chains for me, please? Yeah, yeah, or these are the jail. Can we, can we, can we let him let him go? He's good people. Uh, the guy with the scroll comes over with the key and opens the cage. Oh, that's great! Thank you, there, bud. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm gonna descend down the stairs. I assume I was in like a judge's chair type thing, and I'm gonna say, "Flint, give me a hug, buddy." Come on, yeah, bring it in, and I'll I'll just give him a big hug. Ah, oh, there it is. Look at that. I, I haven't seen you in, God, how many years has it been? Oh, you know, it's been a long time, Flint. It's so can I, can I pause time. here for a second? Um, yeah. The last time I saw, I saw Stoney was like when the town was fucking on fire, right? Yep, it, was like it sure years. was. Okay. I feel like that's starting to set in after the like, oh my God, Stoney. Then it's like, oh, wait. I feel like that's got to be setting in right about now. Yeah. Flint, it's been like 200 years, man, since I saw you last, and boy, am I glad to see you. Yeah. Um, by the way, you two see that, uh, you would both see that the crowd is sort of like dispersing now, um, and the lights have been like raised back to their normal levels in here, so it's way less menacing, and it's actually a pretty beautiful old stone cathedral that you're inside, um, but... It appears to be either mostly or entirely underground, uh, just like the rest of the town was. I think I'll I'll ask, like, okay, one, wild to see you here, but two, what the heck is this place? <laughs> Flint, you're always numbering things. That's what I love about you, guy. Just numbering things. Crazy. Um, so this is Deuces Wild, and I'm kind of the leader. It's not a big deal. But, you know... Um, Doing pretty well for yourself. Yeah, you know, here and there. I mean, the last time we saw each other, pff, God, the town was, like, on fire, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it was. Yeah, man, so crazy. So good to see you. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, right. Um, So, wait, the Deuce is Wild, like, the world-renowned thievery organization you're like doing that yeah i'm i'm the leader you know we got some i'm basically in charge of all these gypsies and thieves and stuff and we uh you know we take from uh the you know the outsiders you don't you don't take from our own we never that's our big code i know i know that now i i was outside so i wouldn't say i know i know it now yeah Oh, man, it's so crazy that you're here because, okay, but, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy, all right? You might want to sit down. This is pretty crazy. All right. Hey, uh, before I sit down, I'm going to, like, yeah. put myself down. Like, what, uh, can I get my stuff back? Is that is that easy? Oh, that yeah, to totally. Totally. Hey, uh, I'm just going to clap my hands um, and assume somebody's going to come running. <laughs> uh, who, who, do you have to call for someone by name? Who do you call for? <laughs> oh. Uh, Fletcher. Uh, and a young, uh, a young female dwarf comes running, 
um, with a bundle of Flint's belongings and his pack. And she looks at you, uh, Stoney, and says, We got him! We got him good, sir! Uh-huh, yeah, we did. That's Flint's That was stuff. a right Can jolly you... old joke you made there. Ah, uh, you know, classic, classic me, classic Stoney. Uh... Is that Flint stuff? Can you can you can you get that back, please? Yes. Oh, and she lays it. it down at your feet. Okay. I just want to like finger through it all to make sure it's all there. Uh, yeah. You do. You do a quick accounting, um, and it doesn't look like anyone has taken anything from it. Ah, uh, don't worry, Flint. I only took the shiny stuff. <laughs> no. God, <laughs> you know me. You know what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Now we'll see what Philosial is up to. Lo and behold, while you were both meditating your weird elven meditation, Keldon has returned. Uh, and you're you're both woken up by the sound of this voice. What do you do? Does anyone remember what he said? I think he said something to the effect of, Hello! Did you miss me? I, I thought he said something, like he might have said something like, um... Well, this is a strange place that you found. Something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. That's what he says now. Oh, cannon. He appeared outside of the tent because I'm inside my tent. Do I see him? Yep. I think I was outside. You hear him before you see him. I think Francis would jump up like he's been tormented by this guy for God only knows how many years. I'd probably jump up and pull out a weapon of some sorts. Fair enough. Uh, you do that. And I think Philoseal would, like, come out of her little tent and, I guess, find him standing there in his corpsey form. Yep, it's his real physical uh, skeletal form. Um, but he looks just like he did when you first found him in the, the temple on his island, a.k.a. the back of a giant turtle. Uh, uh, he is going to <laughs> fuck us up. Quickly reach over and lay a hand on Francis, uh, who's standing next to him and pulls a weapon. Uh, and that is a 24 on his attack. God damn. That hits. Um, I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. I'm good at those. A 27. Oh, damn, you are good at those. Um, <laughs> gotcha, Okay, bitch. so he was a, he was attempting to use paralyzing touch on you, but you shake off the actual paralysis effect uh, almost immediately. And he pulls his hand back quickly and steps back from you a little bit, and he says, Whoa, everybody just be cool now, okay? Uh, you're, I, you're the only one moving. Yeah, he pulled a weapon. You saw... What are you talking about? Yeah, It's because of you we're in this place. What place? What do you mean? What place are we in? Uh, how did you get here? Uh, you carried me here. What are you... I it, just got back. What? I mean, it's pretty, pretty standard stuff here, guys. I had just gotten home, and next thing I know, the two of you grab it, and... 
here we are. And I've been in there listening to you. What the hell are those little things? That was weird. What do you mean you just got home? And grabbed what? The, the sword. The sword's the only thing we grabbed. Uh, yeah. That's mine, by the way. I think Keldon is- er, Keldon, fuck me. Francis- Francis is just, like, shaking his head and his eyes are big and he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's not yours anymore. It's mine now. I found it. Hmm. I mean, and I don't know I, if you get to, like, say that. But I won the game. Your- your island, the island, it was a game and it said at the end- we could get a fancy sword, and this is a fancy sword, and I got it. Hmm. Uh, he's thinking about that. Because I feel like, as a lich, and him being sort of like a, almost like a trickster, god-type character, um, I, yeah, I think he is not, um... No takesy-backsies. <laughs> yeah, he's not, so, so he's, he's like contemplating. The two of you are watching him for just a moment as he is sort of stunned into silence by your reasoning. Um, and he says... I can add something if you need it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, I think in in seeing Felosiel trying to convince this lich, do I know that this is Keldon? Like, I'm, am I pretty sure? Um, so... You tell me oh, because yeah, I guess I saw the mist person. Yeah. And and basically I would say Francis would have known when he went to the island that he was looking for Keldon. Right. And probably has a suspicion cuz he's not a dumb guy that that's what happened that Keldon and because he was the one that sort of watched him or has memories of him like descending into madness essentially. Right. Um so I think that Francis would have that memory unless it was taken away in the game. Well, that would but not... that doesn't... They wouldn't be happy memories, right? That's what I was thinking. So you probably still know that, yeah. So I think that knowing... Because this person probably doesn't resemble Keldon. Um, not too much. Knowing that I was going there and hoping to encounter, like, a strong Keldon... And this is the only strong, like, creature that we've encountered. I think I'm going to bet and say, so Felosiel has just sort of laid down the rules that were set by the Lich, and he's contemplating. And I am I think Francis is going to just bet on his intuition and say, certainly the Keldon I know wouldn't go against his word. Uh, he turns a withered eye toward you. <laughs> Uh, just one of them. The other one stays focused on Felosio. Uh, and he says, No one else has ever won the game. Did you cheat? You, you were there. What do you mean, did- Oh, yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to check all my boxes here. You know, the, the grand prize is rather valuable. Well, then you should have hidden it better, or you should have killed people better. Oh, I did. A lot of them. Mm. Isn't that right, Francis? Did you kill my friends? I don't know who your friends are. Look, we I woke up here just like you did, so... We're all on the same page. Where are we? I want to get back to my cave. 
unless your cave is in Licky Splicky, I don't think that you're going to get back there anytime soon. Well, how did we get here? We jumped for the sword. Well, I jumped, and then he did too. Make a uh, dexterity saving throw, Felicio. Good. Oh, God, an eight. Uh, while you're chatting, uh, casually, Keldon lunges and grabs the sword in your hand. Oh, no! And he's a little too quick for you. And he kind of steps back, and now he's holding it. Hmm. Seems like I just won the prize back. God, how do you reason with a lich? Mm. Have you... I I guess... I guess there's no Keldon left in you, then. An honorable... An honorable being wouldn't go back on his word. Uh, okay, make a... Make a persuasion check, please. I'm not good at that. He's not good at resisting it. Well, that's a three. He's better at resisting <laughs> it than that, probably. Um, let's see. What would he... Uh, no, everything that he could roll would be higher than that. Um, you know what? Let me just roll a straight d20 just to make sure he doesn't completely fail in resisting that. Nope, he's fine. Um, but he looks at you. He's He's considering everything that you're saying now. And he's not, like, threatening the two of you with this sword. And in this moment, you don't see much of Keldon at all in his reaction. And he looks at the sword and he says, Well now, I guess I have to figure out how this thing works, huh? Yep, it's your responsibility now. I hope you like it here because I'm not bringing you back with me. I feel like you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah? And he turns and swings the sword. Um... Looking like he's trying to slash open, like, a curtain or something with it. But to no effect. And he swings it around, like, embarrassingly a few times. That that was really cool. Why'd you try to do that? Never you mind. Could it be that you don't know how the sword works? After all these years? Hey! You watch your mouth, young man. Well, I'm not that young, but... Kind of seems like you would know how to use a weapon that you've been so intimate with for so many years. Hey, we're good friends, all right? Nothing (laughs) that intimate. All right, well, maybe we all need to put our cards on the table then, because it seems like we're all in the same predicament. Why do you need to get back? Why do you need this sword to begin with? Why'd you come looking for it? Talking to you, young lady. Not... Not my my friend Francis here. I know him. But who are you? I'm no one important, I guess, if you're just going to leave me behind. But I need that. What's it worth to you? What's... Oh, never mind. I have everything I need. Well, alright. I guess Uh... I'm gonna go and I'm gonna try and figure out how this works. Go where? Well, I don't really know where. I don't know where we are. Don't you remember why you came into possession of that sword? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh... Oof, I just feel like, yeah, you gotta kind of, uh... At some point, some of these quips and memories are gonna, like, cut deeper. Yeah, I'm rolling a history check to see if he remembers. Um, And then could you roll another, uh... 
I like I, I feel like the more that Francis talks about the past and stuff and and tries to connect with that part of Keldon, I want to like have you continue to try and like roll a strong enough roll to kind of access that part of him. Right. Um I just don't know what skill we want that to be. What do you think? I mean it seems persuasive, but it's persuasive in like a psychologically advantaged way, right? Like so I'm like intimidating uh it's like some mixture of a lot of things right because i'm basically trying to tap into like any scrap of humanity left in this like distorted magical yeah. creature um it, it, i don't could really just know. do like a straight charisma kind of thing wisdom yeah wi- yeah maybe wisdom actually that's more of a francis kind of thing i think well, you know, I got a zero modifier, but we're going to go with it. I'll I'll do just a regular old wisdom roll. Okay. Or intelligence. I would give you that too. Uh, rather. What was that? You said you said you want me to roll intelligence? I can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that. Ah, 15. Nice. Um so Keldon rolled a 21 on his history check. And what was your question for him? My question was <laughs> Do you even remember what how why you came into possession of that sword in the first place? Um he looks down at it and this time the look on his face changes instead of like the stretched thin-skinned mummified look that he normally has for just a moment his features soften as he looks at the sword and you hear his voice go a little bit softer and he says I was going to do something good with this. But now, thanks to the sword, I'm more powerful than anyone. Woo! You you did do something good with it. And then you went back home. Everyone was dead except for a little girl who you took to the middle of the woods and gave to some druids. And then you disappeared into the ocean. La 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 la. I can't hear you. La 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 la. Very rude to make someone relive their trauma. La 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 la. Well. Who are you? How do you know that? Rude. I see visions just like the visions that you put into our heads or the memories you took from us. Maybe I'm taking memories from you. Remember the T-Rex and there were beds and then you took our memories? That was fun. Oh yeah, I've got a couple of good memories. Oh, well... Actually, I do know who you are. Francis has told me all about you. Let's see what Macecore's been up to. Uh, so, yeah, I was gonna say, if there's more to discuss, that's great. If not, we can do a couple of, uh, checks on your path here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think just, like, general talk about what the heck they've each been up to for 40 years. And, like, finding out more information is just something that would happen. Yeah, maybe showing each other some of their hard-earned skills that they've got now. Because I feel like they were always sort of like competitive. competitive with one another. And I guess 
maybe just so that the listeners get some sense, uh, how are your characters feeling when they first meet each other? How are they feeling after they spend a little time together? Where are their heads at, just in terms of like their feelings about one another? I think Mace Core is completely turned on his head. I mean, to see his sister, who he thought was dead, um, he thought this was going to be like a little bit of a slug fest, and you know, but he's doing it for the the good of the the continent, and um, you know, seeing Yara changes the game. He's got to catch up with her. Um, he's got to be a brother that he missed to her, and. Yeah, I think he's a little shook. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, I think she obviously is still hesitant because of the the time that she was captured by people and not nice people and then escaping, but kind of finding peace. And I think some of the peace was assuming that all her, her family was gone. And so it's kind of jarring for them, for Mace Court to actually be alive. Um, and just interacting with people too, because she really doesn't do that much. So it's just a, a weird thing to go through. But I think she probably listens more to what he's probably talking about. Shares a little less of her story, but wants to hear everything about him. Cool. Uh, and at any point, if you're feeling like your character has feelings about anything that's going on, just jump in and let us know. Um, she hates him. Mm-hmm. No, just kidding. So the the path that Yara has found takes you deep, deep, deep into these mountains. Um, and it is Mace Corps, by your estimations, far more treacherous than you expected. And... There's going to be some sections that are very difficult for you that she seems to find shockingly easy to traverse. And in addition to that, on flat ground, she outpaces you pretty easily. Um, She's just quick. Uh, where you've maybe become more a, a bit more sturdy mm-hmm. in your in your training and like your skill set, she is like lightning fast. Uh, actually, what is your, uh, what's your speed, Macecore? I've never had a look for speed. Oh, 30 feet. Uh, what's Yara's speed? 55. 55. So, she's way faster. Um. She keeps, like, looking back at you a little competitively. I go, ah, And, ah. yeah, and I think that that kind of, like, puts her at ease a little bit. Um, because, and actually I think Mace Corps, it kind of like puts you in a better headspace too, because frankly, when you were little, I think you were used to losing to her at a lot of stuff. Um, and so it's just funny that you're kind of like right back in that moment. Uh, so while the two of you definitely feel like this stop, start conversational, uh, stuff happening, you also kind of, it feels more natural as you go. Um, so Yara, why don't you make a survival check? Um and Macecore, you make a survival check as well, just to see how the navigation goes through the mountains here. And Yara, you can do yours with this or or with advantage since you know the, the way. A sixteen. Uh non-natural twenty. 
Nice. Um, so Macecore, even though you've not gone on this path before, Yara notices, I think, as you go, that you are very good at picking it out and sort of intuiting which way it comes next. Um, so she doesn't have to give you a lot of instructions, even though, um, you know, you haven't done this before. And there's a couple of spots where there are walls to be climbed. So let's do... Um, yeah, let's just do an athletics check, because you come up to a cliff where Yara has essentially, uh, you know, picked out handholds and climbed it up a few times. It's about 20 feet tall. Fairly sheer. Ooh. Uh, you, can get that, you can get that roll. Um, well, that's a critical fail, though, right? I got a 10. It was a 3. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Yara scrambles up this cliff with the confidence that she has developed given that she knows her handholds and uh, overestimates the last one and actually slips from the top of this wall. And Macecore, you are about 10 feet below her when that happens. Can you make a dexterity saving throw to see if you can grab her? Sure I can. 11. That's not a good one. Uh, you get a hand on her arm and and uh ivy or sorry um yara could you make a dexterity saving throw as well yeah a 23 uh yeah so you kind of slip off the wall and you don't lose your like body positioning or anything and mace cores grab uh slows you down enough that when you hit the ground you're not going to take any damage but you do uh feel a little embarrassed um and then mace core continues on mm -hmm. up the cliff um, makes it to the top. Nice. Um, Yara, you still need to climb though, so you can make an athletics check again, or acrobatics if you want to like do it a different way. A fourteen. We'll just athletics it up. All right. Yeah. Uh, you make it up this time, no problem. Mace core. I think you reach out a hand when she gets to the top. She doesn't take it. Yara, here. Here's a helping hand. Mm, I don't need it. I, uh... She like. Just keeps climbing, doesn't even bother to slap it out of the way because she is a little embarrassed still. Um, besides that, though, you know, your your path is not full of incident. It's pretty uh, uneventful. A couple of the higher peaks that you pass through do have some snow on the ground, which is, um, you know, something you haven't seen, Mace Corps, since you were in the far north of Finradel. And there's not really uh, much of a path in the snow. Um, so it's going to be a bit tougher for Yara to pick out the trail. So I'll need both of you to, again, make a survival check for me. Play in D&D. &D. Uh, 23. Non-natural 20. Yeah, for you two, it's no problem. Uh, it, it's, it's easy enough to see the, the landmarks that you're headed for, and, uh, you're both pretty sure-footed. Um, I feel like this is a montage in a... TV. Yes. Like, you know. We're walking with the scarves around our necks, shivering. Yeah, one of us is dun, pointing dun, forward. There's some rocks. We jump over a frozen creek and then a not frozen yeah. creek. Um, we see Galadriel on a, a little ice <laughs> wall. We say, the hell are they doing? Um, <laughs> Who is that? I've never seen them before in my life. So. Yeah, you go through the center of these mountains. You're getting deeper and deeper into the mountains to the point that, like, you couldn't even look back to the desert now if you wanted to. Uh, and it's taken you a couple of days to get this far. Uh, so I don't know if we were keeping track of the days that Mace Corps has spent 
Um, so it's been uh, two days, or about two days, when um, you've reached an area now that you know to be close to these nesting grounds. Isn't it divin? On, you you divined into this well. <laughs>